0: You're listening to the other end of the reading rope, the podcast for busy teachers who want practical strategies for language comprehension and writing that will engage your students and save your sanity. I'm your host, Leslie Lawson, a former reading specialist and coach. Let's get on to the show. We're busy people. Hey y'all, I had a mishap. Yesterday, I happily had my little podcast. I was talking into the microphone. Everything was great. I uploaded it and thought everything was gonna be amazing. And when I went to listen to it today, there was no sound. So I am re-recording my podcast from yesterday, which is on syntax in action. Because something is wrong with my microphone, I am currently just using my computer microphone. So you may hear my dogs in the background barking. Um, But that um, that is the only thing I can do in a quick solution. So for now... This is real life, (laughs) y'all. I'm gonna make it work. So today's episode is the last in the syntax series, and I'm going to be giving you practical um, tips that you can put into your classroom, and we'll start in kindergarten, and we will go all the way up um, through fifth grade, and I hope that these are going to be some things you can put into your classroom right away. I wanna start by recommending a couple of things. The first thing I want to recommend is the book, Syntax, From Knowledge to Practice. You can find that on Amazon. It is written by Dr. Margie Gillis. And um, I personally purchased the Kindle version, which was only $10 as opposed to the paper version, which was $35. Um, And it has everything I'm going to go over and more written out and easy to follow steps. So highly, highly, highly recommend it. The second thing I want to recommend is going to the Literacy How website, because on the Literacy How website, you can find all kinds of webinars, resources. Um, It's a plethora of information. And then the third thing I'm going to recommend is the YouTube playlist for Literacy How, uh, because that is where you will see some of these um, practices that I talk about today put in action in real classrooms, and especially the... um, action and name or tell me mores are really really good to see how the teacher explicitly introduces those skills to her students so without further delay and with a dog in the background <laughs> let's get started there she is okay so um the first activity we're going to talk about is a great one for your k and one students and that is word sorting We are going to be looking at um, pictures that you can put on a pocket chart, you can cut out and put in a station, um, and these pictures will have what we refer to as namers and actions now namers are nouns and actions are verbs. But in the very beginning when we're starting, we call them namers and actions. So you can put these pictures in your pocket chart. Um, Examples might be if you're learning about fall, maybe you would have a leaf, maybe you would have a sweater, you might have um, a a little girl walking, you might have, um, you know, a bear for example, and then your actions are going to show what those um, namers are doing. So you start off by asking the students to pick a namer and an action, and then you ask them, who, do. So what does your namer do? What is your who, your namer, what does the action, what do they do? And then you can have the kids use those two pictures into complete sentences on the website i saw um, great examples of sentence um, frames where you can have the blank is blank for example the girl is walking very simple but we want to have our children be able to use those complete sentences orally before they can read them and before they can write them The next step is then to move to, and I alluded to this in last week's podcast, to um, move to having decodable nouns and verbs that they can do the same exact thing with. So instead of having a picture of a ball, you would have the word ball if they can decode that at this point. And the action might be um, roll, ball and roll if you're working on the floss rule um so that is the next step with the word sorting and creating oral sentences once they've done that for a while then of course you want to talk about word order now this i found really interesting because um you know when i first saw this i was like well the kids know this but then i had to stop myself because i can't assume that the kids do know this so we take a sentence such as um the dog uh, dog digs hole that's not a sentence but those are three words dog would be your subject digs would be your predicate holes would be your object so you would put those three um words on index cards in your pocket chart and then you would ask your kids who did it who did it dog what did the dog do digs why did they um or what did they dig a hole so you want to put that in order so dogs dig holes what would happen students if it was out of order what if it said holes dig dogs now of course our children are going to giggle at that because that's what kids do but it is a great way to start for them to see that that is not that doesn't make sense and the reason we want to start with that is because then the next step on this is sentence scrambling and in sentence scrambling you're gonna have way more words than just three so for example your sentence now might say the dog digs a hole in the ground hmm how are we going to figure out the order of that when they're all jumbled up you can start very simply with finding the namer dog finding the action digs finding the object hole and then you plug in the other letters or the other words that would go where would you put the would you put it after digs the hole you could but then what are you going to put um I mean, you could, and it could be a dog digs a hole in the ground, um, the hole in the ground. You you could, so you can talk about what makes sense um, when you're unscrambling sentences. The next thing um, are the two activities that I highly recommend you watch the videos on. They are called Tell Me More, and the first one is Action, Tell Me More. So um, after you've worked on building these simple sentences, then you give them a picture. Um, And and the example that was on the video was of a frog leaping to a leaf. Um, And so you ask the kid, what is the action of this neighbor? So the students in the video were able to say, the frog is jumping or hopping uh, from one leaf to another. They're telling more on the green leaf, things like that to get them talking more about these. Um, about what the frog is doing and that's what we want them to do so we teach them that there are three ways to describe an action now this goes back to adverbs that we talked about last week right so three ways to describe an action would be when where and how so when we teach them when, we're going to be sharing with them pictures of um, nighttime and um, maybe um, morning time, or you might have um, long ago, pictures like that. With where, you're gonna, we're going to dig into where just a little bit more. Um, we're going to be teaching them about positional words with where. And then with how you're going to be, you know, digging into that a little bit more as well. So for where um, the teacher had a selection of pictures on her screen, um, and one was in a city, one was at a playground, one was in a crib, one was in a tree. Um, and then she also had a word bank up there, and this was, would be early first grade or second grade, and the word bank for positional words were in, on, at, under, and next to. And the students had to use those word banks, use the words in the word bank to describe the namer. So we talk about having, um, or to describe the action, I'm sorry, not the namer, the action. So if we have um, the baby. As our namer, the baby slept where would describe where the baby is sleeping in a crib. The cab was driving. Where was it driving? It was driving um, in the city. So I thought it was a perfect way of describing um, expanding sentences with first and second graders. Um, They also recommend that you spend time on just one of the three questions. Do not introduce all three questions at once. And to really dive into spending some time um, adding the where to your sentence or the hows to your sentences. The same is true for the namers. Um, The namer tell me more. Is going to be very similar except instead of adding adverbs you're going to be adding adjectives and there are three ways to describe a namer we start with how many and you can use lots of words for that for example you know you can use number words but you can also use words like a lot or many or few and then um, the other one is which one so uh, for which one you might be telling more about um, over there or close to the 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 boy who was close to the tree you know to describe that and then the one we're going to dig into is the one that's for the third one which is what kind now what kind is great because with what kind you're going to be digging into categories so the teacher in this lesson went ahead and made a um, anchor chart and she called it her juicy words her juicy word bank which is always great and across the top she put color size texture age and shape and so the students took some time and they brainstormed different words that would fall under the color category under the texture category under the size category and once they had that juicy word bank then she shared with them a picture So if we go back to our dog um, example from the very beginning, we could have a picture of a dog digging a hole, and you would have the students give the students a kernel sentence and the kernel sentence could be the dog is digging. This teacher had the students then underline the namer and the action, so dog and digging were underlined in two different colors. She happened to use, I believe it was um, red and green, so she would underline um, the namer in one color and the action in another um, color. She was very explicit with her directions and so her directions said first they would copy that simple sentence for the picture the dog is digging second they would expand by adding one adjective so they would write another sentence the dog, the um let's say the small dog is digging then they would expand by adding two adjectives The furry small dog is digging. Every time, you would color code by red under the namer, green under the action, and purple under the adjectives. And then they would choose one sentence to illustrate. This same exact explicit um, practice could be used for tell me more with the um, actions as well. The next one i'm going to talk about is pronouns a little bit so pronouns is one of those things that um, your struggling readers really struggle with Um, they don't often know that he is referring back to um The dog earlier in the sentence or in a sentence before. This is particularly true with ESOL students because their pronouns are definitely very different. Um, And so um, I have known, noticed that in fourth and fifth grade, still, if you have a level one, level two ESOL student, that this is something they really need to practice with. So one of the things you can do at first is to show them the very simple personal pronouns um and then try to match them to pictures so you could have she he and match them to a picture of a boy or a girl or a man or a woman an apple um, that you can match to the to the um to the objective pronoun which would be it um, and get them so that they can identify what a pronoun is referring to. That's a first step with any struggling reader no matter what grade level they are. They may laugh at you, but they really need to practice that. Then the next step would be to put two sentences side by side. Um, The one sentence may say the girl ran and then the second sentence may say the girl fell Um, and then you're going to put them side by side then take another index card and you would still have the girl ran and then on the next sentence where it said the girl fell you would cover up the girl and put the word she so that it would say she fell then most importantly you would be taking that air taking a pencil or um, a marker and you would be drawing an arrow back to the girl so that the children can see that the she is referring to the girl as they get into more um, complicated passages you want to do the same exact thing um, but allowing the children to read a passage and then where you have a um, pronoun, have them take that um, pencil. I like to use colored pencil, take that colored pencil, highlight, circle the, the pronoun, circle the he, and then take your pencil and draw an arrow in the text back to um, the name of the character who the he represents so if the character's name is bob you want to draw your arrow back to the bob so he representing bob Um, it gets really tricky when there's more than one um, character you know and oftentimes that's where our students get confused because they confuse the actions of the different characters and especially if they have executive functioning issues it's really hard for them to um, delineate between characters so this is a great practice that you can do with your students to understand pronouns the last thing i'm going to talk about is grammar dialogue and we talked about this a little bit last week when i talked about analyzing sentences and how we can um again highlight color code all those things we've been talking about um to find the answers for the who for the what did he do the action and then for the what happened um in the example i'm going to share with you this also was um uh, tweaked from what the video was on her podcast or not podcast on her uh website or the youtube um playlist and it was taking a nonfiction. um passage and she grabbed one from read works on hurricanes i grabbed one from read works on volcanoes to see if i could do it as well Um, and so the first thing she has the children do is to find the namers and so i went through the passage and i found all of the namers i um, changed the font color to red um, for the namers so that we could see them and then um, we were able to list what those namers were so The typical namers that we found in this passage were volcano, hill, mountain, crack, um, crust, and lava, and earth. Um, All of those words were namers. And if I think about it, because my background truly is in science, when I think about it, those are the science content words that we would want our children to know. And then we went back and we looked for the actions. So what were the action words? And we um, highlighted those in blue or underlined them in blue. And the words that we get for this was forms, erupts, um, leads, filled, force, erupts again. Um, And those would again be the content words that you would want to be using to describe what is happening in the process of a volcano erupting. Once they underline those and find them, then she would ask the students to pick a namer and a um, action word and then come up with a sentence that describes what they had read. Now, this is a great summarizing activity because our students often can read the words fluently, but they don't really understand what it is that they're reading um, because they're word callers. And so this gets them to really really focus in on what they've read. They say it first, and then eventually they're going to be writing those down on a notebook or on a piece of paper or whatever um, to record what it is that they learned from the passage. You want to ask those clarifying questions. Where does the lava come from? Why does it erupt? How does it erupt? And then they're going to use those verbs and those nouns and they're going to expand their sentences to create a meaningful sentence about this nonfiction tab um, passage that they just read. While she's describing this, she uses a term that is called peer. And peer is the routine that she uses. And, and this is something I've heard from Anita Archer as well. So P stands for prompt, ask the students to tell about their sentence. E is you're going to evaluate them, evaluate their response. Are they correct? Or are they not correct? If they're correct. You want to give them that positive praise and say, absolutely, you got it. If they are not correct, you wanna you want to give them those guiding questions to go back and say, hmm, let's look at this again, right? the next e is expand so we want to add that information to their response and then at the very end we're going to repeat it repeat that full sentence that they found um, and that will help them to solidify their understanding peer is a great strategy um, and one that we will definitely be seeing more of in the future so that is what um, my final um foray into syntax um, was meant to be i apologize if any of you tried to listen to this earlier and got nothing (laughs) Um, but you know it's life right it's life so um, i personally am going to be using this um, in the coming week with my first and second grade teachers for a little pd um, and we're going to practice it and i will come back and let you know how that um, goes um, in the in the classroom I'm really excited to see um, some of our um, ESOL students in second grade in particular try this and see what they um, take away from it I can't wait next week I'm going to be starting a new series and it's um, using the research of one of my favorite favorite favorites um, and that is Miss Anita Archer and I'm going to be using um, some of her tips and tricks for explicit instruction because sometimes it's not about the plan it's more about the delivery and that's what I want to dive into next. Hey guys thanks for listening and hopefully I will not have another snafu like this again. (laughs) See you soon! Thanks for listening to today's chat. Follow me on TPT or Instagram for more tips and resources at the other end of the reading rope. See you next week. Now go home.